Hello. Welcome to Transform Your Life. I'm Deborah Demander, and today I'd like to talk to you about celebrating your gifts. I had the opportunity today to uh, meet with a good friend. Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time, and we had an opportunity to talk for a few minutes. And he was telling me about some of the challenges in his life and they seem to be challenges challenges that have followed him through a lot of years just and he said he said i wish i could just get a handle on this one part of my life and then everything would be perfect and we got to talking and i know him pretty well we've known each other for a very long time and i thought about uh, what he was sharing, and I thought about my own life and about my own gifts and my own challenges in life. And I realized that the thing he's struggling with is just something that he's not meant to do in this life. It's not his job to worry about this particular area. We all have areas, we all have things in our life that we're really good at, that we really love doing, that bring us joy when we're doing them. And that's different for every one of us. I love coming on my podcast and and visiting with you. I love communicating, talking to people. I love bringing people together. I love it when I meet new people and I find out what they have in common so that I can bring them together so that they can meet somebody new. I really enjoy writing and sharing thoughts and ideas and hopefully improving people's lives or at least giving them something to think about. And honestly, that's my biggest joy in life is when I can inspire someone to be their best self or inspire them to see their life differently in a better light. It's a joy for me to come to you and and share my story and share with you some of my ideas about how to change our lives. That brings my heart joy. Working in a nine to five would not bring me joy at all. I've done that and it's, it's tolerable. I can do it, but I don't prefer it. We are all created with a purpose. We don't necessarily know what that purpose is, and we might not ever find out what that purpose is, but we have gifts, we have talents, we have abilities that we can implement on our journey, on our path. We can utilize our gifts, our talents, and our abilities to make our lives better, to make the people around us, to make their lives better, our families, our friends, people we come in contact to just randomly. We don't all have the same gifts. We don't all have the same skills or talents, and that's okay. If everybody was good at, I don't know, doing massage, then I guess we wouldn't have a need for any massage people and I'd be out of business. Or if everybody was good at accounting, then we wouldn't need accountants because everybody could do it themselves. I'll tell you what, accounting is not my gift. (laughs) It's a struggle for me because I don't, It's not that I don't value money. I just don't. I know that there will always be enough. I trust that there will always be enough. And I believe that it'll come to me. It'll all work out in the end. So I don't spend a lot of time accounting and balancing my books and figuring things out. 
And I think that probably drives some people in my life crazy that I don't know. Well, I'm trying to be better about knowing the balances in my checking accounts. Um, but I don't stress out about it when it gets down to, you know, $38. I don't stress out. I just say, okay, well, I got to find a way to create some more money in that bank account. And then I go do it. I go do work. I go find work and do it. Some people have a gift of teaching. And I like to teach, but not in a structured setting. Some people have a gift of, you know, whatever it is. We all have gifts. We all have um, really unique sets of skills. One of the things I like about learning astrology is that it's like a guidebook to who God created you to be. Now I understand that I am treading on thin ice here because I'm not only talking about God, who I, God, goddess, the divine, please don't be offended. Please call that creation energy whatever you want. My life and my upbringing and my journey has has led me down the path to call that energy God. And if you want to call it something else, please feel free to call it whatever resonates best with your belief system. And I do think that we have a purpose. And I think astrology is a way to discover or at least enlighten us a little bit into that purpose. Or at the very least, it's an opportunity when you when you have someone read your chart or when you, when you look into astrology, it's an opportunity to understand ourselves a little bit more deeply. And I understand that not everyone believes in astrology. Well, the planets and the stars are out in space. Whether you, that's not something to believe or not believe, you can see them. Whether or not they have an influence on us, I guess, is where the belief comes in. And you see, I see, we all can see the tides changing. If you've ever been to the ocean, you can see the tides shifting, the water coming up and then the water going out. And even if you haven't been to the ocean to witness that with your own eyes, you can trust that it happens from the stories you hear of others and from science. <laughs> and the reason that we have the tides is because of the, the gravity of the moon. Now, all planets and all celestial bodies have gravity. Earth has gravity and it has a certain impact. It has, pulls the moon close, right? Holds the moon in our orbit. Our gravitational pull is what keeps the moon orbiting around the Earth. The gravitational pull of the sun is what keeps us orbiting around the sun. It's bigger than we are and it pulls us close. And it pulls us perfectly close so that we don't get burned into a crisp. <laughs> the gravitational pull doesn't only impact, in my opinion, it doesn't only impact where the planets are, but it also impacts how, how the energy moves. I mean, at its very base nature, gravity is part of energy and energy is what makes us all go and energy is what makes us who we are. I like to think as, of all of us as a little sparkle of God's eye, a little piece of stardust that God has put here for a purpose in this time and in this place. And I digress. So when you know your astrology chart, you can see where you're strong and where maybe you're not so gifted. The first time I had my chart read um, was a beautiful woman. She has an Instagram page. I'd encourage you to check it out. It's called Luminary Parenting. 
And every day she does a forecast of where the moon is and what that means for how we'll feel collectively. And Tara is her name. She does a great job explaining the moon, the lunar cycle and, and how it impacts us uh, day to day. <clears throat> the moon isn't the only celestial body that impacts us, however, and I contacted her for a astrology reading, for an astrology reading, and it was a few years back. I don't, it might have been right before COVID. I think it was just before COVID. And during that reading, it was the first time I felt seen in my entire life. She asked me as we began the reading, if there was one thing I could change about myself, what would that thing be? And I didn't have to think long because I've always felt like I talk way too much. And I've always prayed that I could be more quiet, that God would give me a a quiet spirit instead of this talkative, boisterous, outgoing personality that I have, that I've always had. I've always prayed, oh God, just make me quiet and meek and humble. And that was always my prayer um, as I was raising my kids that I could be more more meek and more humble and quieter. And when I was a kid growing up, I'm not kidding you, from kindergarten until I left college, my teachers always first said to my parents and then said to me, you need to stop talking so much. You need to listen more and stop talking so much. And, you know, Debbie is a chatterbox. Debbie never stops talking. Debbie needs to be quiet all the way, all in every grade, in every class. (laughs) And... Tara, so I said, when I when she was doing my chart, I said, I wish I could be quieter and listen more and talk less. And as we went through my chart, it became very clear that who I am is a communicator and a talker. And I have learned over the years not to interrupt so much. One of my daughters has helped me with that. She, um, she gently reminds me when I'm interrupting. And, you know, we talk about communication styles and the importance of giving people space to speak and to think and gather their thoughts. I had a good friend um, years ago who speaks very slowly and deliberately. And she told me one time that it, it really bothered her that I was always rushing to finish her sentences or trying to rush her through to finish her sentences. And I did do that. And because of her friendship, I started to listen more and give people time to speak without interrupting. It is a challenge. And during that reading with Tara, some other things that she said about me or to me were um, very enlightening in that, like she said, oh, you probably have a lot of books in your house. You probably love books. And most of them are probably partially read. You probably don't take the time to read all the way through a book. And that is also true of me. I have so many books. And I will start reading them and I'll, I will get the gist of what I want to know or I'll learn what I was there to learn. And then I kind of, I don't know, it's not that I lose interest. It's just that I move on to the next thing. And so I do have a lot of books and not all of them are all the way read through. A lot of them I've read over and over and over again because I get something different every time I read it. One of those books is um, Neil Donald Walsh, uh, Conversations with God. I think I've read that. I have like a book with all of three volumes in it, and I've read it again and again because every time I read it, I get something new. And the Bible is another one of those books that I just read and then read again. 
I used to read it. I had a I had a one a day Bible. I called it, and it was just it had the verses lined out that you would read every day to read the Bible every year. And so I read it for years, probably five or six years in a row. I just read that every day, read through it. So I do read through some books. Anyway, the reading that I received, the astrology reading, was profoundly moving for me because it felt for the first time in my life as though someone saw me and understood me and could see who I was. I've had subsequent readings and they've been more challenging because um, the person who did my most recent reading called me out to be something bigger than what I am. And it scares me. It scares me. He said um, something along the lines of, you're not here to slave away at 20 hours a day working your tail off. You are here to lead and inspire people and to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves and to seek justice for the unjust and to, to find balance, help people find balance in their lives. And it felt like such a huge calling over my life that I just felt intimidated and overwhelmed by it. And I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. I do love to teach yoga. I love my yoga ladies and I love to do massage. And I, during most of those um, moments, I'm doing some form of life coaching also, you know, talking through people's issues and helping them see their lives differently. So I feel like I kind of am doing that. However, I do really worry about money. A little part of me does because I always feel like I need to work harder so I can earn more. And he said, no, let the people come to you who need you and they will, they will make sure you're okay. And that uh, <laughs> feels too big and scary for me. So to tie this all back in to um, celebrating our gifts, I have the gift of being able to speak to people. I'm very intuitive and I'm not trying to blow my own horn here. And sometimes when we talk about our gifts and our strengths, it feels like we're bragging or we're being, we're being bit too big for our britches, as my aunt would say. You're being a little big for your britches there, Missy. <laughs> to say that I'm a teacher and a healer feels like I'm bragging, but it's just true. So without bragging, I can say that. My hands are powerful tools of healing and my intuitive words are powerful tools for teaching. And I can own that. I don't have to be embarrassed by it or be ashamed of it or be afraid of it. I can own that. And I can also own the things that I'm not good at that I don't need to dwell on. I'm not good at managing money. I don't need to dwell on that though. I can find people who are good at that and I can have them do that for me. I'm not good at internet stuff and that's okay. I can find people who are and I can have them do that for me if that's something I feel like I want. So my friend was talking about wishing, uh, you know, he could improve this area of his life and he was telling me that his wife is really gifted in this particular area and how he feels, um, not, she doesn't call him out about it, but you know, she wishes he'd get on board and he says, I just don't, I don't have any interest in that. And I said, it's not your gift. 
And while we were talking, I pulled up his chart because I have done his chart and we looked at it and I said, look, here's where your gifts are. You have all of these planets, almost all of his planets are in one sign and they're all in one house. And it's, um, it's about communication and networking and innovative thinking and being a thought leader, thinking outside of the box and communicating those thoughts to help people achieve more. It's not about making himself small and boxing himself in. And Anyway, <clears throat> as we talked, I could feel him growing more energized. He'd been pretty deflated when we first um, started talking because he was feeling guilty and convicted about not being good at certain things in his life. And I said, it's okay not to be good at everything. And it's true. We don't have to master every single skill out there. There's not enough time in the world to do that. And if we're busy mastering things we don't like or things we're not good at, we're not going to spend any time doing the things that we're great at, doing the things that could inspire people or move people or help people. If we all have a gift, and if we all have skills and talents, and we do, then we also have challenges and weaknesses, and that's also okay. And it's okay to downplay our weaknesses and expand and increase our strengths to make them more powerful. When we work or when we live in a way that honors the truth of who we are, the truth of who we were created to be or who we were born as, then we feel fulfilled, we feel we feel inspired. We, we, that is where we feel connected, connected to something bigger than ourselves. When we are holding ourselves small and making ourselves do things we don't like to do because that's what we should be doing, that's when we start to, to, to flounder. We start to feel depressed. And it's because we're not reflecting. Our life is not reflecting the truth of who we really are. You have very unique and beautiful gifts and talents. Let your life reflect those. Don't try to force yourself into a box that doesn't suit the truth of who you are because that's when you find yourself feeling depressed. That's when you find yourself feeling down. That's when you find yourself feeling small and unseen and minimized. And it's not that people are making you do that. It's that you're doing that to yourself. And people are seeing you in your smallness and they're, I don't know, discounting you? Maybe not discounting you, but when I do sales jobs, I don't mind sales jobs as long as I don't have to meet a, <laughs> as long as I don't have to meet a quota. If you give me a quota and tell me I have to go sell this much advertising or this many candy bars or whatever, ugh, I just hate it. But if you say go out there and see how much you can do. I love that challenge. I love to talk to people and, and, and get them on board with what I'm thinking. Back in the day when I was, I think I was in high school, I was uh, loved to go to this roller skating rink. And one year they were doing a Jerry Lewis telethon for, is it multiple sclerosis maybe? Whatever, back in the very olden days, many of you probably don't even remember that. But there was a Jerry Lewis telethon and Jerry Lewis would host this. Might have been over Labor Day weekend. 
So the roller skating rink that I liked to go to was having a Jerry Lewis uh, telethon money raising thing. And the grand prize was a big stereo system. Second prize was a bike. And I was maybe 14 or 15. And I really wanted that bike. It was a beautiful rally, um, like 10 speed racing bike. It was beautiful. It was blue. And there were some other prizes, like a year pass to the roller skating rink, which would have been nice. Um, And then some smaller prizes. Well, I went out because I wanted to get the second prize. I didn't even worry myself with the first prize. And I just got donations. I went out every day because I really wanted that bike. (laughs) I went out every day of the summer door knocking and talking to people. And I walked miles and miles. I think my dad had an old three-speed bike that I sometimes rode because I'd go farther then I could walk um, in, a, in a way that was efficient. So I would ride my dad's old beat-up bike, and I'd just ride to the end of a block. I'd knock on every door, walk on every door on the way back, back to my bike, and then I'd ride to the next neighborhood. And I didn't know how I was doing. I was collecting. I don't think I was getting pledges. I was collecting cash, and so I had it in a, had it in a bag after a while because I just had so much. And it came time for this um, Jerry Lewis telethon thing, and it was a 24-hour skate-a-thon. So we showed up at the roller rink, and we're going to roller skate all night long, which was right up my alley. I'd love to do stuff like that. And at the end of the night, there was like a little TV crew there from this little town we lived in, and they were going to talk about the results of this um, fundraising effort that we had done. And... I think I raised like $2,000, and this was back in the 80s, so that was a lot of money. And they said, oh, you won the first prize. You you could win every prize with as much as you raised, and because no, I think the next closest person had like $150 or something. And the kid who won the second prize wasn't really happy because he wanted the stereo system and I wasn't really happy because I wanted that bike I could care less about a stereo system I like music but I really wanted the freedom that a bike would give me so I went to the kid and I said hey do you mind if we trade prizes and he was so thrilled and I was so thrilled the point of my story being that I didn't have someone telling me I had to raise this x amount of dollars I could just go and do it and I was inspired because I wanted what was at the other side. And I did great. I sold myself, I sold the Jerry Lewis telethon great. When I've been in sales and I've had a quota and I have to report in and I have to force people into things that they can't afford or that they don't really want, it feels yucky to me. But if I can go and have a connection with someone and tell them about why whatever is going to be good for their life. That feels good to me. Whether or not I get any money, it feels good to make that connection. So I'm not good at sales, but I do love to connect with people. That's my point. So play up what you're good at. You're good at a lot of things. You have a lot of skills. Stop worrying so much about the things you're not good at because that's not what that's not where your path is. Your path is not to walk across hot coals with your bare feet or go stumble across the desert with no shoes, stepping on cactuses and sharp rocks. Your path is the path that makes your heart feel joyful. And no, it's not always easy because sometimes you get challenged 
to go bigger on your path, to be more on your path, to be more visible or to be more out there or to, to do more in that gifted area. And that's scary. That's challenging. But it, it feels scary, but it feels exciting. On the other hand, when you're trying to force yourself to do more of what you don't want or more of what you don't like or more of what is challenging just feels draining it feels exhausting you feel like you don't have any energy no life force and it's because you're not being true and authentic be honest about who you truly are and if you don't know who you truly are if you really don't know well I don't have any gifts hold on everybody has gifts everybody has talents everybody has skills and that includes you you are included in the group of everyone What is it that you love to do? What makes your heart happy? If you could do one thing every day that would just make your heart smile, what would that be? Spend more time doing that. What are the things that make you feel small and closed and tired and dead? Try to do less of those things today. Try 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 to don't do any. Try not to do any of those things. I try to limit as much as possible the things that drain me, the things that make me feel yucky inside, the things that make my heart go, ugh, please, no, let's not do that. And I try to spend all the time doing the things that make me feel expansive and open and alive. And you might say, oh, well, Deborah, not everybody has the luxury to work for themselves. No, that's true. And not everybody wants to work for themselves. I know a lot of people who love to have a nine to five because that speaks to their sense of order and their sense of of security and all of those things. I'm not going to cast shade on anybody's gifts or anybody's skills or anyone's talents because we all have them. And if you're not in a job that honors those, then at least give yourself some time during any given day to spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes doing something that makes your heart fulfilled and joyful. Maybe it's going outside and watching your chickens pluck around the backyard and watching your dogs play. Maybe it's hanging out with your kids that makes your heart just feel satisfied. Maybe it's connecting to people and talking to people. And I was talking to my friend and he said, oh, maybe I should start a blog. Oh, except for everyone's doing a blog right now. Okay, well, the truth is everyone is not doing a blog right now. The people who want to do blogs are doing blogs right now. And if you want to do the thing, whatever it is, a blog or a podcast or starting a business or whatever, just because other people are doing it means that there's a need for that. Everybody isn't going to do things exactly the way you do them. And you are going to bring your unique abilities into whatever you do. So stop trying to force yourself to do all the things that are so challenging and not who you are. And yeah, sometimes we have to do things we don't like. Sometimes I have to do my taxes and I don't like it and I put it off. But I take a deep breath and I sit down and I do it because it's something that needs to be done. So sometimes things need to be done in our lives and they're not our gifts and talents and that's okay. But that doesn't mean we have to spend the rest of our, I'm not going to spend the whole rest of my life doing people's taxes because I do not prefer doing taxes. So sometimes we have to do what we don't like and that's okay. 
we don't have to spend our life doing things we don't like. A lot of people do. A lot of people spend their entire life living a life that is not who they are, feeling unseen and unappreciated and uninspired. But we want to transform our lives. So we want to bring joy into every day, even if it's only 10 minutes of joy. I'm sitting outside recording this today because sitting outside in the sunshine is just what my heart needs. Just a moment of peace to connect with my friends, listen to the birds. So I'd love to encourage you today, whatever you're doing in your life, whatever job or not job, <laughs> whatever you find yourself doing, see if you can, not see if you, take time this week to expand your gifts. What are your talents? What are you really good at? Do that. Do that thing that brings you joy. And those things that don't bring you joy, how can you minimize their impact in your life? And you know, maybe it's your job that doesn't bring you joy. Could you find a different job that maybe feels more in alignment with who you are? There's really no wrong way. There's really no wrong answer. You're on the path that you're on, and if you decide that the path isn't working for you, you can choose again. You always have an option to choose again. If what you're doing in your life today suits you and brings you joy, keep choosing that direction, keep choosing that path. If you're feeling small and minimized and unseen and unfulfilled, maybe pause and think about how you could bring a little bit more of your truth self into your day. That's going to look different for every one of us. So I'd encourage you this week to find a way to bring some inspired action into your life, even at one small step. I am so glad you're here with me, and I'm always grateful for you listening and subscribing. And for those of you who are sponsoring the show, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Namaste.